This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. going on guys this is rob carbone coming at you with another episode of bd4 where there is no better way to get your yankees and knicks analysis um (laughs) hope everybody's doing all right you know same shit same shit um episode 126 of bd4 um you're doing our same usual uh Thing. Over the past couple of months, really, we've just been diving into pre-draft prospects here um, for the New York Knicks and who they could potentially draft in the uh, starting with the late first, second round guys. And eventually we are going to work our way up to the lottery. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, pretty soon, actually, we're going to work our way up to the lottery. I, I We're kind of getting towards the end of, you know, we're kind of running out of talent, running out of talent here. In terms of uh, talking about these second round picks, these late first round picks, um, we've been doing a lot of guys. I would like to believe we're up to 14 or 15 of them, maybe even more or less. I don't know, around that mark. So we're, we're kind of uh, pretty soon. You know, I would say I'm not going to put an estimate on it, but I would say pretty soon, um, you know, it's not going to be too much longer before we start covering the more popular names you know the the mellow ball um types of players Lamelo, cole anthony you know all those guys hallie burton and um those are the more exciting prospects the ones everybody wants to hear about so you know hopefully we get through this and and uh yeah i mean if i were to put an estimate on it i would say four or five more prospects before we get to that that's that's it um, but I'm not sure. Don't hold me on that. You know, it's just an estimation. But I do want to get to the lotto guys soon. You know, hopefully we can. Uh, that's that's the more exciting part. And and I could talk about them for days because I've been doing my my scouting and I've been watching a ton of film. Um, you know, on everyone. But when it comes to those guys, you know, higher up on the board, those are the guys who by who I uh, who I have you know. Um emphasize and kind of uh, get a little extra you know researching on i'm very excited for certain players so we'll get there we'll get there but yeah i hope everybody's doing all right you know it's the same shit nothing really changes it's it's same shit different day at this point 
everybody's still hanging in there trying to get through this whole thing. Hope everybody's staying healthy. I still have to finish The Last Dance. I'm very lazy. I have not gotten to it. Um, I'm on like episode seven in the middle of it. So I've got to catch up and uh, finish these last couple episodes because, you know, I finished airing. Uh, last weekend was the final one. So as I speak, it's May. It's the morning of May 24th. Um, so I hope everybody's doing all right. I actually heard that Patrick Ewing um, had was the latest um, athlete to to catch coronavirus, which is unfortunate, man. And yeah, it just goes to show that anybody can anybody can get this, right? Nobody is uh, immune to it. it it's serious, um, you know. It, it's yeah. So I think that's it. Nothing really else to talk about. We can we can pretty much just dive into this episode. Uh, we're doing Elijah Hughes tonight from Syracuse. So we are going to take a quick little break. And as soon as we get back, guys, we will dive into Hughes and the pros and cons and why he may be a good, decent fit for this Knicks team late in the or early in the second round. So, all right, we will be right back. Hey fellas, really quick, I just want to remind you, in order to subscribe to BD4, to subscribe to my blog, and to follow me on social media, all you have to do is go to my website. That's it. Just go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. Once again, that is ny sports talk rc dot wordpress dot com forward slash connect once there guys that will display all of my information where to subscribe to the podcast how to subscribe to my blog and where to follow me on social media guys thank you so much and let's get back to the show Six six, two hundred fifteen pounds, six nine unofficial wingspan. Couldn't exactly find the uh, the right one. No official wingspan, but I've got six nine wingspan. Um, I think that's the one everybody's using. Elijah Hughes, uh, wing out of Syracuse, was is actually a red shirt. Uh, was a red shirt junior this past season. Went to East Carolina for uh, his freshman season, and then he transferred over to Syracuse to play his sophomore and junior seasons in 2019 and in 2020. So, um, yeah, 22 year old kid, um, from, from, from Syracuse this past year. Um, he actually averaged a very solid 19 points, five rebounds and three assists doing so on the shooting splits of 43% from the floor, 34% from the free throw, uh, from the three point line. And 81% from free throw stripe. So did that on a volume of 14.5 attempts, uh, field goal attempts, uh, 7.1 three-point attempts, and 5.2 free throw attempts per game. Defensively collected 1.2 steals and a solid 0.8 blocks, 2.3 turnovers, and 
1.8 personal fouls, doing all of this across 32 games and averaging 37 minutes per night. So he had a good year. He had a very solid year over at Syracuse and you know, a couple accomplishments. You know, I know he led the ACC in minutes played um, in points per game and also led in total points. Um, he had the sixth highest usage rate. If you're into analytics, he had the sixth highest usage rate, but the second best offensive win shares. So pretty effective, pretty productive um, over there. Um, it made the all ACC first team. Um, you know, he was good as a shot blocker. He was 20th in blocks in 2018, 19th in blocks in 2019, and averaged the same amount of blocks this past season as he did in 2019. So, yeah, I think this is somebody who, listen, I don't think he's going to be a star. I don't even think he's going to be a starter. Um, but I think he could have a solid career in the NBA. Projected to go in the second round. Um, I do think he will get drafted. I don't think he'll go late, late. Um, but I do think he will be in the second round. Um, I've heard a few comparisons. Didn't see any that I loved. But some that do make some sense. I've seen Joe Johnson light. Um, and the one that I like most of all of them, I, I've seen a, a less athletic, not as athletic, Terrence Ross, right? He's not going to win any dunk contests, but I do see some similarities there. Um, so I think his NBA role, you know, his future outlook in the NBA, if all goes well, and if he continues to improve as a ball handler, I think he could be a second, a solid secondary, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, a solid secondary pick and roll playmaker for some team who could provide, you know, a scoring punch off the bench. Um, the likely scenario here is if that, that swing factor, which I would consider his shot creating, you know, his scoring and passing off the bounce. If that doesn't translate into the NBA, um, the middle ground will probably be, you know, a catch and shoot spot off guy off the bench, which is where the Joe Johnson comparison comes into play. Um, but yeah, I think the three biggest you know, positive traits to uh, to Elijah Hughes' game is his playmaking, his shooting upside, and his ability to defend the rim for a wing. So when it comes to playmaking, I think he, listen, like I said, he became the go-to creator in 2020 for Syracuse because they lost four starters um, this past year. So they lacked a true number one and Elijah Hughes had to become that guy and he did a pretty successful job at it. You know, he's somebody who just by watching him, you could tell he's somebody who likes to play at a faster pace. Um, he loves to push the ball on the break and make those flashy, no look passes in transition, but he can also slow it down and play half court sets as well. You know, he makes some pretty solid reads as a pick and roll handler. Um, you know, he can find, some pretty decent passing windows and pick and roll. He can, he'll hit the roll man often. I think that's what he likes to do is kick it to the roll man. Um, so a solid playmaker, somebody who definitely improved as a passer off the bounce. Um, now the shooting upside is there. Um, I think he's most effective as a spot up catch and shoot guy, you know, where he was 37% on catch and shoot jumpers in 2020, which was a fair percentage. Um, but there's ability to, to really, be some to do some decent things off the bounce. I think it improved in 2020 to where you know he became that go-to guy. He started becoming more comfortable off the bounce. I know he liked to use that step back three, but all in all, I think most of his shooting is gonna just come off the catch. Um, he was very good in the corners. 
I know he liked to shoot from the corners, but there was an ability there to stretch out and really, um, you know, shoot it from deep. Um, I know in college they've got, you know, the, the, the normal range and then they've got the NBA range three point marker. Um, and he's, he's hit a couple of shots behind that, um, beyond that NBA range. So I like the release. It's pretty quick. doesn't seem like there's any wasted movement. Um, I like his range. So I think there's some potential there. There's some good indicators, right? I know he only shot 34%, but the free throw shooting was pretty decent. High volume of attempts and fair efficiency, right? This past season, he took 166 free throws, made 81% of them. And over his three-season college career, 76% shooter um, from 2016 to 2020 on 338 attempts from the line, so... Yeah, that's an indicator to me. I think he has a some potential, some upside to become a, a fair shooter in the NBA. Um, just, yeah, I think overall his offensive game is going to be very dependent on how much he continues to improve um, scoring off the bounce. Um, now, defensively, he's got some solid, um, you know, some solid play there as well. He does have a lot of work to do in some certain areas, but I think where he thrives best, Elijah Hughes, defensively is is defending the rim and shot blocking. He's got some pretty good athleticism. He's got size and, and pretty good timing and awareness defensively to where he can defend that rim pretty well. He's a good chase down blocker in particular. You know, uses his quickness to chase down opponents and block it that way. Um, a good half-court shot blocker as well, though. So he's not really one-dimensional as a blocker. I would just say he thrives best at using the full court and, and really getting getting his effectiveness, um, his you know, releasing his full effectiveness that way. Um, good perimeter blocker as well. He's blocked a couple of jumpers because of his length. Um, and I think overall in college, when you stretch it out to his per 40 minutes, he, he blocked one block per game per 40 so it's decent for a 6-6 six, six wing right good emergency helper um somebody who's got good uh upper body control on his closeout so he's got some potential to be a good um you know perimeter defender as well um, and, and some of the last couple of um uh, pros i guess before we dive into elijah hughes weaknesses um is that he's shown potential going back to his offense he's shown some potential to play off the ball you know, he's played the off-guard position a couple times, um, and he's pretty quick off the ball. He's pretty aware, and he slides his feet uh, very well to free himself up and get himself open. So I think there's potential there, you know, although we didn't see it often, especially this past year as the number one option. But I think there's potential there to be an effective off-ball cutter. Um, so I don't think that would be an issue on the Knicks. <clears throat> um, and then lastly here, I've got, he's got pretty decent size and length, you know, for a small ball three. Um, I don't think he's going to be a, a primary three. He's more of a, uh, of a shooting guard of a guard than he is a forward, but he's got enough size to where he can play the three in small ball lineups. Um, and I know the Knicks like to experiment. So those are the pros. Those are the really, really uh, pluses of Elijah Hughes' game. Again, a good secondary pick and roll playmaker who was going to score off the catch. And you know, the big swing factor is his ability to to shoot off the bounce. Is that going to be there? Um, jumping from college to the NBA, that's the big question. Um, now, defensively, he's going to be pretty solid at effective at a, at defending the rim. But the question comes in play when you think about 
you know, how he struggled on rotations, how he was often late on closeouts. And, and the big question for me, I think defensively is uh, Syracuse. Now they, they often, very often, really a hundred percent of the time they ran a very strict two, three zone. Um, you know, so Hughes hasn't played man to man regularly since 2016, 17, when he was a freshman with, with East Carolina. So that's the big question. You know, what is he as a one-on-one man defender? You know, there may be some potential there with his quickness, with his awareness, like we mentioned, but we haven't seen him play Mandy in, in quite a long time. So how is he going to, to really um, play, you know, as a perimeter defender, as somebody who has to guard an ISO? That, that's the big question for me defensively. Now, now offensively, there's still some question here as well. In fact, there might be a lot of question. Um you know, I know he's limited to, to really playing against the bigger guards and uh, playing the smaller threes maybe defensively because of his size, which is decent. But offensively, he's going to have to to make his his you know, to make his presence known that way as well. I think he's pretty streaky of a shooter, right? We mentioned how he's got some good indicators, but you know. That's indicators. That that's potential. We're talking. How how is he right now as a shooter? Is he going to translate right away? I don't know. It might take some work. You know, because thirty four percent. You know, pretty mediocre efficiency when you talk about the high volume of attempts. He took seven three point attempts per game, and only converted on a below average rate. So, and overall nineteen points on fifteen shots. That's pretty mediocre as well. So how you know does he continue to? take low percentage shots in the NBA? If so, uh, how is his scoring going to translate? Can he be a good enough scorer to where he gets some regular playing time? Again, it all comes down to his ability to create shots for himself that are good open looks and not contested uh, looks off the dribble. So, you know, And the shot, while it is quick and, and pretty um, effective in terms of, <clears throat> in terms of, excuse me, of not really wasting any movement, it does seem like it's a little bit of a low release, kind of shoots it from the hip more than he does anything else. So that's kind of something I want to see him tinker with and not really rely on that too much. He kind of needs to fix that. Um, so I think he does need to improve, though, mostly as the three-point shooter, you know, shooting from the wing and shooting above the free throw line from three, you know, because he's mostly limited to corner three-point shots. Um so there's some question about his dribble handoff potential as a shooter. Um, but, you know, right now I think he's limited kind of to just, <clears throat> I don't know, playing his strengths. And, and, you know, he's not really a great finisher yet. Um, I know he's more comfortable with his right. He kind of struggles in traffic and only shot 54, 54% at the rim this past season, you know. So there's there's some issue there. Um He's got limited experience playing off the ball. We kind of just talked about that already, though. You know, used to playing the, uh, especially in 2020, he was so used to being the guy. So can he play off the ball? Um, And then the last couple of things here I have written down, he's still a little bit indecisive at times, um, especially in pick and roll. I know Elijah Hughes can be pretty inaccurate when he's hitting the roller. Um, he, he often makes midair adjustments when he really shouldn't. He can be late on his reads. And, you know, 
um, a statistic here. He was trapped zero times in pick and roll. Uh, that's per synergy. So that's, that's yeah, some indicators there that he's very indecisive and very sloppy at times as a ball handler, despite the improvement. Um, so, you know, last thing I have here as a weakness, I guess, would be pretty old for his class, you know, for his rookie class, um, since he spent four seasons in college or uh, four years, rather, in college as a redshirt. Um, how much room does he really have to grow? Going to be a 23-year-old rookie. Um, you know, playing in the G League, does, is that going to be something that that he has to go to right away? Right? Is he going to have to be there for a little bit before he really gets any legitimate NBA time? How often is he going to see NBA minutes? You know, is he going to be a player that has to spend years down there because he has has issues addressing his flaws and has issues really um, finding his strengths in the NBA. I don't know. Elijah Hughes is an intriguing prospect to me. There are some things I like, and there are some things that really just make him seem a little dull to me. Uh, but overall, you know, as a guy who's expected to go in the second round, probably wouldn't hurt if the Knicks took him. I just rather them. I would prefer them to look elsewhere. I think there's a lot more complimentary pieces that I would prefer. But if it happens, I wouldn't really be, you know, upset about it. So that's that those are pretty much my thoughts on Elijah Hughes. My thoughts are um you know a solid secondary playmaker who who could possibly have an upside as a uh, a shot creator, right? But there's a lot of if here and I think that that's pretty much why I'm you know so so on the kid. But Hey, yes, it is what it is. Um, so that's it. That's that's it on Elijah Hughes, guys. Episode one twenty six. Not too long. Not too informative tonight. Kind of just. I'm very tired, and I'm just speaking from my uh, from my notes that I took. So didn't have much personal input outside of you know a few things that I said. So hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, if you haven't yet subscribe to bd4 be sure to do so right now just go to my website and do all that fun stuff so guys thank you so much and i think we're gonna end the show now <laughs> um yeah like i said we probably got a few more prospects before we head up to the bottom and that'll be that so, thanks so much guys this is your host rob carbone and i'm signing out